Welcome once again to another fantastic episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. We help business creators like you win at the game of business and marketing so you can thrive from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion and make a difference for your community, market, and audience. Please take a moment and visit our website, www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. You'll find hundreds of episodes covering a breadth and depth of topics relevant to you as a business creator and links to subscribe via your favorite network so you get fresh episodes delivered straight to you. And now, here's today's episode. Let's get started. My name is Adam Homey. I am your host, and I am honored by your wise decision to tune in and invest in yourself today. Here at the Business Creators Radio Show, we take you to those places where you have those mastermind moments and aha conversations, or I could reverse that and say that properly, are mastermind conversations and aha moments that could possibly change your trajectory or at least bring you this much closer to serving from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion. Today, we come to you from my sumptuous apartment here in Las Vegas, known to some as the hottest city in America, and we are going to be discussing something that is very near and dear to my heart. As the founder of the Reach System and creator of Launch Your Podcast Fast, I have been saying for years that launching and hosting a podcast is one of the most tried and true proven ways to change your social media connections into actual friends and potential clients. There are other modalities, but there's also a lot of things that are being done incorrectly. And we want to modify that. We want to change that. We want to repair that. And today we're going to specifically focus on LinkedIn and how to forge strong relationships on LinkedIn that blossom in the real world. To share with us today on that topic, we have somebody who's been on the show before. I love returning contestants. Her name is Donna Serdula. And when she was with us back in, I believe it was 2015, it might have been 16, but it was right around eight years ago. She was sharing with us on how to optimize your LinkedIn profile. And today, we're going to get into forging the relationships. So to tell you a little bit about Donna, she's the founder and president of Vision Board Media, which is a professional branding company that helps individuals and companies tell their unique stories on LinkedIn and beyond. Bringing dynamic brand storytelling to the masses and empowering people to dream big, that is, as she says, the ink in her pen. Donna's website, LinkedIn Makeover web company, it's uh, it's LinkedIn-Makeover.com, is where she and her team of over 20 writers and coaches, and I remember this like she told me about it yesterday, help people collide with opportunity and transform their lives via future-forward career branding. She's authored two editions of LinkedIn Profile Optimization for Dummies. And from our last interview, I do recall her telling us about that book. Dawn has been featured on Forbes Business Insider, Times Money Section, Wall Street Journal's Market Watch, LA Times, NBC, Sirius, XM Radios, The Focus Group, and many other news outlets. Donna Sadula, come on in. The weather's fine. It's great to be back, Adam. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, yes. You sound fantastic. Uh, uh, I love it. I love it. So what we do here, and you may recall this from when we had you on the show some time ago, man, that was that was so long ago that I had recently relocated to Las Vegas and a lot of my websites and materials still listed my old uh, Pittsburgh 
address and you were trying to convince me that I was in Pittsburgh and I'm telling you, no, I'm really in Las Vegas. That, in fact, yeah. at one point you insisted that I was in Pittsburgh because I believe, if I recall correctly, you're in Philadelphia. I am. And you're trying to get that whole uh, Pennsylvania thing going. And I was telling you, I'm not there anymore. Yeah, yeah, but I you was, insisted. I was, I was trying to find commonality and uh, it, it didn't work. But here we are eight well, years we, later. Well, we did have commonality as we both love LinkedIn. In fact, I built a business venture way back when exclusively using LinkedIn. This is before Microsoft bought LinkedIn, back when the groups were a way different animal, back when the methodologies for using LinkedIn were a lot different. So one mm -hmm. of the things I'm excited about having you on today is I encounter entrepreneurs who were also around at that time and achieved amazing results via LinkedIn and are trying to figure out what the heck's happening today. And I think it comes down to is what we're doing is we're still applying 10-year-old tactics to the LinkedIn of this year. And yeah. we want to adjust that before we do that. And because it's been so long, we have so many new listeners who have turned over. And I imagine there's more to the story now. What we invite all of our guests to do before we dive into the topic is tell us a bit about your journey in your own words and what's brought you to where you are serving business creators from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion. Sure. You know, I, I started this business in, in 2009, which it's crazy to think I've been doing it this long. Um, but back in the day, I realized I, I saw so much potential in LinkedIn. And, and I knew that it was something that more people should flock to and, and utilize. But the real, the real issue back then, as, as is still today, it's, it's hard to write about yourself. And yeah. LinkedIn really does hinge, you know, the foundation of it is that profile. And it's really the only network out there that has such a robust profile. You know, everything else is, you know, just a couple characters, but with LinkedIn, I mean, you can really, you know, delve through your background into your past and really showcase your full trajectory of your career. And the thing is, it's it's hard. It's just hard to write about yourself. It's hard to see yourself objectively. It's hard to know what to say so you don't sound obnoxious. You don't sound like you're bragging, but you're writing it in a manner that's strategic and it's compelling. It's, it's just so hard. It's so hard. And so, you know, that was really why I had, you know, said, let's, let's do this. Let's, let's write LinkedIn profiles. Let's help people articulate their story, understand their goals, understand their strengths and put it out there in a manner that really attracts their target audience. And, um, you know, 20 writers later, over 8,000 mm -hmm. profiles written, um, you know, I did, I, I, I absolutely grabbed a tiger by its tail and, and I love what we do. I, I love, um, I love helping people. I, I love that it's, it's life-changing, which I know sounds crazy, but people need help. They need help understanding how to articulate it. But once they can articulate who they are, what they do and how they help, then they can collide with opportunities and then massive, amazing changes. Good things happen. Yeah. I, I gotta tell you, you know, what I love most is when I, uh, go to LinkedIn and I see I have a bunch of connection requests coming in. Uh, this is where we're going to begin to solve some of the problems here, by the way. And I get connection requests after connection requests after connection requests where they also sent an in-mail request. And between what their profile says and what they what their in-mail request says, uh, they're just coming out and saying, I'm connecting to you because I expect you to buy my stuff. 
Yeah. And unless I'm ready to buy their stuff, I'm going to delete, 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 delete. Then there are those that look like they could actually be potentially really interesting folks. So I say, all right, I'll take a chance. I'll accept. I have no idea who this person is, but I'll give it an old accept. Ten seconds later in the, in the email, I get this long script that's like five scrolls long, and it's them singing the me, 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 me song. And would you like to hop on a Zoom real quick so that we can compare synergies? But they don't type the part where it says, and I tell you about my business so you can volunteer yourself as a client. Uh, and then there are those that uh, message and say, Hi, Adam. It's great to connect with you. So how you doing crushing your goals for 2023? Gee, I don't, I, I have no idea that that might not be an opening to a sales pitch. Uh, so with all this going on, why bother? And, <laughs> and, and how do we break through it and become that person on LinkedIn who is not this thing yeah. that people just recoil from? Yeah, it, 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 and it's a it's a mindset change. It's really yeah. a mindset change. And 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 look, let's let's be honest. There are some people. There are some people who are using LinkedIn in the most uh, obnoxious, egregious way possible. Right? We know that. But there's also people using it in really great ways too. And and we want to emulate those who are doing a good job. And those who are doing a good job are the ones that aren't focused on the sale. They're focused on building a relationship. They're focused on adding value. They're focused on educating. They're focused on honoring. They're focused on, mm -hmm. on adding value, right? It's about giving and helping. Those are the ones that are, are, are finding success on the platform. Um, it's, it's the ones that are, that are going on and saying, all right, I need a job. I want a sale. I want this. I want that. Uh -huh. They're the ones that are floundering, you know, and to them, it is a, it's, it's a numbers game and they're just going to, they're going to hit as many, you know, messages out there as fast as they can spraying and praying, aiming low and wide. And, you know, the, the sole person that does uh, take the bait, they'll celebrate little do they know if they, if they took a, a different path, a more giving path, um, you know, it, it would flip it all around and, and they'd have a lot more clients right. and, 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 and relationships and opportunities, uh, because people want to do business with people. They want to do business with people they like, they trust, they know, uh, and, 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 and people who are, who are, who are helping them. That's what they, that's what they resonate to. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, and again, you know, it's to the point where people are skeptical because so many folks are using copy pasta or scripts that are supposed to make them seem like real people. But you know that if you engage with this, you're going to be hit with a uh, you're going to be hit with a a sales pitch within moments. Yeah. Like if you yeah. answer that question, how are you doing crushing your goals? No matter what answer you give. They have something to sell you to fix it, and they are going to push it on you. So you just walk away from the conversation. And I think that somebody out there is teaching people to neg pokes people in their DMs. Neg, which is a which is a term that comes from the pickup industry, meaning to neg someone, which is to be negative toward them, is a way of getting them to respond to you positively. So. Ooh, I, I have I have not experienced that yet. Yeah. I hope I don't. That right. that would be right. upsetting. Right. I, I like uh, like I think there was some how to connect with people on social media class out there that was teaching people to uh, get all up in their DMs. And if they don't respond within an hour to send them a meme depicting a ghost. 
which means why are you ghosting me? And those are the people who got blocked. Um, then I also noticed a trend where it seems like for about a week, and this is on both Facebook and LinkedIn. I know we're talking about LinkedIn here primarily, that uh, they that uh, if I didn't respond fast enough, like if I didn't drop everything and immediately engage in this conversation, the next thing I heard is, why, why the snubs? Why are you snubbing me? I didn't engage with those ones either. Yeah. Now, I think the most egregious example was this guy, and it's funny because he was uh, some peacocking pickup artist. He went to my Facebook. He saw a pinned post I have there that explicitly explains, and I know I use the same word twice in different uh, in different conjugations, explicitly explains how to get my positive attention in the direct messages. So he commented on that post publicly saying, Hey, I just spammed you and I used the word podcasting. Now answer me. Mm. And so I went into my DMs and sure enough, he did. He he posted all this stuff about his, about his little pickup company. And then he said, oh, by the way, podcasting. Now answer me. And so I and so, you know, I, I figured I I took it in stride. I just went to his wall and went to uh, one of his posts and I said, hey, here's screenshots of how this guy acts. Um, how do you think how do you think uh, he is going to help men meet women if this is his idea of what boundaries and consent are like? And women, would you trust a guy who was taught by him? Never heard from him again. But yeah, flame my wall, flame yours right back. Yeah, that, that uh, I, 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 th- yeah. I, I mean, the thing is, that the point is, there's actually schools of thought that if you treat people that way you're going to get positive responses i mean more and more we're seeing politicians who somehow manage to win elections by doing nothing but attacking their own constituents so i guess there's something to it i don't know (laughs) well you know we can choose the playground we want to uh play on yeah and you know with linkedin I, i i will say this i mean i've been on it since 2005 and it's, it's always been for me and, and maybe it's because of how I've built my network and, and uh, the posts and the people that I choose to interact with, because I do think that that plays a big, a big role in, in, you know, what you see on the platform. But I I've always found that it's, it's a professional place. Uh, the people yeah. have always been very kind, uh, very open, even, even when there's a, a, a situation where maybe a person doesn't agree, they don't take it to, a, to that level of insulting your family. It's just, right. Hey, you know, I disagree. This is my, my, you know, my thought process and I'm, I'm open to hearing more about yours. And, right. and I like that. I like that about this, about this platform. I think it's, 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 it's a more of an adult platform. I occasionally see people on LinkedIn who try and make everything all political. And I notice they really don't get it. I mean, other than, other than folks who can't help but be sucked into it, I, they don't, they're not really the most engaging content, at least from my see. Maybe for about two minutes. And a lot of the engagement you're getting is people in their comments saying, dude, this is LinkedIn. Take it to Facebook. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, and, 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 and you can turn off that political content. And I think a lot of people have. I did. Oh, I did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, LinkedIn is actually pretty sophisticated when it comes to that. So it can, I believe it can search for certain key phrases. So you can, uh, like certain politicians, you can just, you know, not see anything that has their name in it, or you can do keywords for social issues. And I know there's also some algorithmic stuff that picks up when something is obviously political. Yeah. So definitely don't use Trump as a verb. 
Yeah, <laughs> that's that that that's a that's a that's a curious one. And uh, and don't tell people you're biding your time. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> we are fair and balanced on the Business Creators Radio Show. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so ultimately, if I'm connecting with people on social media, I would like to actually have some sort of relationship with them. That's a volume business, and I can't do it with everybody. And I can't have the same conversation 27 times a day with 27 different people because that's worse than being on Tinder. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, Adam, are you single? No. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's hard to say. I'm getting some vibes. It's hard, it's, 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 it's hard to say from day to day, candidly. Even I'm not always sure of that question. Remember, I live in Las Vegas. Okay. <laughs> you wouldn't, now, um, now, you wouldn't happen to be, uh, you know, following me on LinkedIn uh, because I've, I mean, like, because if I start to look around, are you going to be like overly attached girlfriend in the front row with your hand raised the highest, hoping that uh, I acknowledge you from the stage? I I hit the bell. I did. I hit the bell on your on your profile. So I will be notified each time you post something of uh, of interest. So I very I better step it up. then. Yeah, I may be popping into the comments. I better I step. Be doing I, that. I better step it up and start doing a lot more. Then, which is actually part of the reason I'm curious about having you here. Is one of the beautiful parts of having a podcast uh, and hosting one is you get to have conversations with great folks like you who share some of the latest and greatest about that, and you discover more best practices. And in the meantime, you get to share a few of your own. So, I propose we do that now. Let's have an exchange. Uh, Let's do starting it. with you. You first. Uh, what, what I'm going to ask of you. Mm-hmm. is tell me if there's somebody you want to connect with on LinkedIn, how do you do it? How do you really get their positive attention? Because we've already figured out that spamming with copy pasta ain't it. You know, I find that at one time, oh gosh, Adam, at one time I was one of those lions. I was an open networker. I connected with everybody and their brother. Uh-huh. I aimed low and wide. I, I will admit to it. I did. I did. Um, I've, I've changed my ways mainly because I've hit the 30,000 uh, maximum limit of first degree connections. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I really, I don't just connect with people I don't know anymore. Um, I, I, I connect with people that I've, I've met in some way, shape or form. Like I really do try that if I'm going to connect to someone, I, I try to make sure that it's someone that I've, that they know of me. Like they're not, they're not going to be surprised and think, Oh, I wonder who this person is. I do try to make sure that it's, it's a thoughtful connection, but let's say there, you know, there have been times when there are people out there that I do want to connect with. And it, it doesn't happen as much as, as it used to, but you know, what I do is I'll follow them first and I will, I'll, I'll, I'll pop into a few of their, you know, some comments. I, I just want them to know that I'm there, that I'm alive, that I, I find them interesting. Like that's my first, my first foray to, you know, kind of like going from the peripheral to the core it's, you know, Hey, I'm here. I'm, I'm paying attention to you. And then when I send them that, that connection request, I really do try to say something that's memorable, that's complimentary, but yeah. it isn't one of those copy and paste, like, I think we've got a lot of synergy. <laughs> oh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling the synergy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And so, you know, I, so I, I, I'll mention something that they just posted or something that we have in common and I'll say, Hey, you know, I'd really, I'd really like to connect with you. And I try to keep it real. I try to keep it authentic. I try to keep it genuine, but, and I think the, that the real way of doing that is I'm not aiming low and wide and I'm not spraying and praying like I used to. You, you can only have those types of real connections when, you know, they're not a dime a dozen. Yeah. And sussing through that is quite something. So what I'm hearing is that one of the feet, and I, I can't remember if you may just mentioned this or not, but one of the features of LinkedIn is you don't have to connect with everybody. You can actually follow them right. for a while. So, uh, and while you're following somebody, you can engage with them. I've made, uh, I've made some pretty high level LinkedIn connections and some very high level Facebook friends simply by following folks I wanted to connect with and engaging with them. And uh, and it works the same way. Sometimes it takes a couple of weeks, sometimes it takes a couple of months, but eventually there they are in my friend request box. Yeah, but, but it, it pays off. It pays yeah. off because, you know, again, we're trying to create, we're trying to forge relationships, right? Yeah. We're trying to see, is this a person that, you know, we resonate to, we vibrate with, like they're, they're like we can help each other. Like that's, uh -huh. you know, that's ultimately what we want. Um, you know, but, but again, like going back to the nature of, of what you do, you have such a beautiful in with everybody on LinkedIn, right? You have something yeah. to give them and that's, that's amazing. That's a gift. Well, let's speak about my gift and we're actually going to do a little bit of what I like to call turning the tables where sometimes we have the guest tell the host how the host is doing. I, a couple of years ago, uh, I created a Facebook group. I have several Facebook groups, by the way. And it very quickly came to have 350 to 400 people in it, um, all of whom could potentially be uh, prospects for a high ticket offer I had. Now, there's no way I'm going to have the same scripted step-by-step -step conversation with 27 people a day because that's like going through the same thing with 27 women a day on on tinder as we uh, as we discussed earlier and it gets old really quick so i found a shortcut and i think it's a beautiful shortcut the business creators radio show the show that everybody's listening to now has been on the air since 2013 i've interviewed over 600 people this is our opportunity to really get into a mastermind type conversation as you folks are hearing right now I, for these hundreds of people I need to connect with, I launched a second podcast called The Brilliance Plus Passion Project. Now, those interviews are 15-minute vignettes where the guest answers the same 10 questions everybody else does, and they're intended to be spotlights. For me, it's my way of opening conversations that lead to more closed deals and more expanded opportunities over time. I don't go into these 15-minute interview saying, oh, I'm going to book this one as a client. I'm going to now, I'm going to get this client. I look at it as, let's open the conversation. Let's have a real conversation that transcends exchanging connection requests or friend requests and see what's there. We may do business now. We may do business a year from now. We may do business never. They may know my next client. Who knows? But it's just the idea of opening those conversations and transforming those connections into real relationships. That's what it's for. For the guest, they get a short little interview that's within their mom's attention span so that their mom will finally know what they do for a living. Love and it. for me, I get the opportunity, and this is one of the best practices that we share through the REACH system, to go into any 
inbox, any in-mail, any messenger, and be able to say that new connection, hey, I love connect. It's great to connect with you. I have this podcast. We're always looking for great guests. You want on? That's the whole message. And it's it's a it's a message of giving, right? Yes. You're, you're giving them a platform. It's it's a message where you're saying, "I want to learn more. I want to promote you. I want to help you. I want to, you know, really converse and find out more." How how can a person say no? That's the thing. Uh, it has, and, and again, I've tried all these messages. I've tried the copy pasta. I've tried the, hey, how are you doing crushing your goals? I've done it all over the years because I'll try anything once, twice if it hurts the right way, uh, as I like to say. But that being said, this methodology has gotten me more response, more positive response in the form of, yes, where do I sign? Or maybe tell me more than any other modality I've ever tried. And I have And I have coached our reachers, which is what we call our podcast launch clients, to do the same thing. And they themselves have found it amazing how many people say yes. It's it's something for that other person where they're getting something out of it. And, And they really don't have a lot to lose. You know, it's it's I think it's it's such a winner of an idea. And even on and, and even on the flip side, you know, as that as a guest, you, you get a lot out of it. You know, learning about a person, having that, uh, you know, getting a little bit of a promotion out of it. But just that that relationship, I think it's 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 a beautiful thing. I I full I fully agree. And you know, we were talking in the green room actually about how this creates so many different touch points just in that portion of the relationship. And you shared a couple of things with me there. I'd love if you could elaborate those, yeah, those for yeah. our audience. You know, so, so, you know, let's like, let's pull back a little bit and, and really look at this as a map, right? A touch point map. So you would, you know, first, you're not just going to, you know, connect with everybody. You're going to figure out like, who is the perfect, you know, who's that avatar? Who's that person who fits? And, and you start to do that, that research and you're looking at their profile. You're figuring out, yes, this is the right person. And you reach out and, and you make that connection and you, you make that offer, which is, Hey, you're, you're, you're interesting. I love what you're doing. And I, I I have a platform that I think would be fabulous for you. I'd love to interview you and really get, you know, take your message further in that situation. Unless, unless something is really askew, that person is, is, should say, I'm interested. I'd love to learn more, you know? And then, so, so now we've got our, our first real big touch point. And now we start to move into the smaller touch points. You do, you, you do the recording and then you send them the link and you, and you talk to them about how they can post it. You can, and then you can hop into those comments and have more conversations. You can then go back and let them know, oh, this is how well the, the, the podcast went. I thought you'd be really interested in these numbers. That's another touch point. You come back again and you say, hey, you're, you're, the, the, post, the podcast performed great. Do you know of anyone else who you know, who would be a fabulous guest for me. So it, it just, it just naturally allows you to continue to have conversations. And then from there, after a while, who knows where those conversations are going to go. That's as we say, opens more conversations. It leads to more closed deals and expanded opportunities 
over time. You know where most of our uh, podcast launch clients come from? They're people I interviewed like a year or two ago. Yeah. That's where that's where a lot of them come from. So I interviewed you eight years ago. So it's your turn. <laughs> eight years. Where 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 does the time go? I know, where? I know, I know. Seriously, and then an hour ago, you sent me a connection request on LinkedIn, and you didn't even send me an email message along with it. No, that's because I'm confident. I'm confident, and I know that you know me. I know that you know me. That's now. it. See, that's it. That that bingo, bingo. <laughs> you already were somebody known to me. And even though we hadn't really connected in a minute, uh, you had reasonable belief that I would remember you. Well, but I'm I'm shocked that we didn't connect eight years ago. That's that to me was the, the was the was the real strange one. I was certain that, we we're already connected. I I would have thought I would have thought so too because you're as I said your interview is one of the memorable ones because you tried to insist that I lived in Pennsylvania when I definitely lived in Nevada. Yeah, you know that's I, I'm cheeky like that. Yeah, I I know I I know fully 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 so. I, I, I love how there's sort of a synergy between your approach and my approach. What I found with being able to use the leverage of hosting a podcast is that you can use that to open a conversation with a new prospect. You can also use or a new connection. Let's use the word connection instead of prospect. Let's not get confused here. And it's also a great way to revive a conversation with somebody you haven't chatted with in a while. In fact, uh, one of our reachers, Dan Janelle, who's the host of the Write Your Book in a Flash podcast, he uh, one of the first things he did when building his guest lineup for that show was go back to some of his previous uh, clients and also some previous connections from some of the previous businesses he had been in. Yeah. And he ended up starting uh, getting uh, $10,000 referrals, uh, even booked a couple guests as clients. And all he was doing was interviewing people on how they were successful growing their business by publishing a book. Love it. There's, there's, there's no shortage of conversations to be had. And I think oftentimes most people think, oh, wait, you know, this is, you know, this topic is, is only interesting to me, or, oh, I can only speak confidently because yes, it's, it's a strength that I have, but everybody has it. No, that's not true at all. You know, it, right. it's, you bring something to it, your, your, your energy, your knowledge, your experiences, and and putting it out there in a manner, I I think for most people they they don't realize it, but you do have something to give, and it is something that people want to 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 absorb. They want to, uh, you know, lap it up. They, they they're interested. You have value. Mm-hmm. You have value. Right, and that's what we want to get through to folks is that we do have value. And one of the reasons I'm very interested in having you here today is to help our listeners cut through and show that value, particularly Mm -hmm. on LinkedIn, which candidly I haven't been doing as much with lately as, um, as uh, I did previously. Uh, I mean, I check it every day and I try and keep caught up on things every day, but I really need to be a bit more uh, dynamic with it. So, uh, you know, I'm looking for, for on behalf of our audience, you know, where, where do we get started? And what, and here's another great question. Let's tie this back to when you were with us before is what are some of the current best practices when it comes to having a LinkedIn profile that when people see it, they will say, uh, even if they've never 
heard of you before, they'll say, yeah, this one's definitely worth taking a chance on. You know, it's it's about looking at that profile and and recognizing that people are checking you out. They want yeah. to know what to think about you. They want they want they really are looking at you to tell them who you are and what you do and 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 where should they rank you <laughs> there in their own brain. And and in some ways, sometimes that frightens people, but truthfully, it's very freeing because it means you have that power. You can articulate your story however you want to. And the way and how you choose the context and the narrative that you use is is what that other person is going to use to say, okay, this is someone that I want to pay attention to. This is someone that I can trust. This is someone that I have confidence in. And it's, it's telling that very strategic story. And so, you know, I want, I want people to look at the profile and say, this isn't, this is, this is not a resume. This is not an obituary. This is an obituary. That's interesting. (laughs) Yeah. It's all the things that you did in the past, but maybe it's, it's things that you don't even want to keep, you don't want to repeat, right? You've Uh got to call, you got to call that stuff. You've got to make sure that it's targeted and it's future forward. It's aligned to where you want to go. And, and it, 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 the, the narrative needs to include your target audience and their needs and their, 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 their needs for who you are, what they want to know about you. What's going to make them feel good? That's that's the narrative that we want to start aiming towards, right? So, you know, you copy and paste a resume, you look like a job seeker. And, and yeah. most people aren't job seekers, but heck, even if you are a job seeker, do you want to look like a desperate job seeker? No. no. <laughs> See, we no. said that we said that one in unison. Uh, uh, for eight months and sixteen days, I uh, was involved in the recruiting industry, and I can I can I can tell you that um, a great way to get instantly fired was to uh, contact somebody who was an obvious job seeker. Yeah. The whole the whole point of people working. I mean, I I actually worked in temporary placement services. Uh, the job was so bad, I ended up writing a chapter of a book about it but um but uh, and it's like the worst practice of how to that that, that's a different story uh but uh it it was also attached to a i'm an executive recruiting firm and i also interviewed with some other executive recruiting firms when i was at the time looking to really get into that industry and the theme that comes up time and time and time and time and time again is that the reason companies engage with headhunters to locate people to fill their positions is you're not looking for the person who has their resume out. You're looking for the person who doesn't have their resume out. Yeah. You're looking for the person who uh, may not even themselves view themselves as a job seeker right now. Yeah. That's what you're getting. That's what you're getting your commission for. That's what you're getting paid for because any company can just look at an incoming resume, have an interview and, and hire them. You know, and, and looking, looking at that LinkedIn profile, you know, you want it to be that professional manifesto. You want it to be that digital introduction. You want it to be that first impression. You, you want it to read conversationally. You want it to be personable. You want it to show the warmth of your humanity, you know, who you are and why you do what you do. And, and it's hard, Adam, it's hard. It's hard to write about yourself. You know, and, and, and if it wasn't hard to write about yourself, if you loved writing about yourself, you'd be a narcissist, right? And so <laughs> that's not well, good. Well, some, that's some, not good. well, some narcissism is good. Uh, and if you don't write about yourself, this is what I, this is what I tell my clients all the time. If you don't tell people about yourself, how the hell are they going to know about you? 
And at the same time, I share what's known as the sleeper effect. You know what that is? Tell me. Okay, a sleeper effect is essentially uh, having the message be one step removed from you. Uh, it, but like, so let's say, for example, uh, you, let's say, for example, I was telling you about my book, Groundhog Day is an event, not a business strategy. Now, mm -hmm. you might not on the surface believe that's a great book, simply because I told you it's a great book. Because after all, what am I going to do? Tell you my own book sucks? <laughs> But if you start to see, but if you start to see reviews about it, if you start to see posts about it, if you start to see other people saying, "Hey, I just I, I got a great book recommendation for you." If you find out that I was that I've been featured um, as a guest presenter on book clubs who all bought the book and then read it and had discussions about it, if you found out that it was getting that level of attention, if you find passages from the book being quoted in other people's blog posts, mentioned on other people's podcasts. Are you now starting to think that might be a good book that's worth reading? Absolutely. That's the sleeper effect. Yeah. And and with with the profile, sometimes you do need help though. You know, it's not easy. Oh, it's, it's not easy to write it's about yourself. It's impossible to try writing a dating profile. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard. And in a way, it's the same thing because uh, the art of connecting with people on social media and the art of connecting with people you want to mate and date with is really is substantially the same thing. Yeah. 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 It's uh, I mean, the language wrong is a little bit different, but the thought processes, the the methodologies and what goes into it are very, very, very similar. It is. It is. You know, yeah. it's, it's it's really saying, hey, this is who I am and this yeah. is what I'm about. Right. This is what I, this is what I stand for. And, you know, I hope that you resonate with these because, yeah. you know, if you do, then, Hey, we may have, we may have some synergy. Right. Well, sp well speaking of that, um, and again, I'm, I'm only, I'm only asking you this because it's public information. It's my understanding. You met your husband on a dating site. eHarmony. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and what was that first interaction? I know the answer to this, but I want you to say it for our listeners. What, what was the first? He winked at me. Uh-huh. <laughs> he winked at me. Yeah. And um, I was the one who had the courage to request the, the uh, you know, the uh, interaction, the back and forth email. Because we back then, I don't know how it is anymore with eHarmony, but you had it. It sucks. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm telling you candidly, I tried eHarmony. It's, it's awful. But 10 years ago, eHarmony was great. So you were on there. You were on there during the heyday. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, 20, uh, it was, it was actually December 31st, 2012. Okay. I remember, right? Because it was new year's Eve uh -huh. and I remember he winked and I'm a tall lady. Yeah. I'm, I'm tall. I'm almost six foot. I'm just a hair under six foot. Okay. And, um, when, when this, when this gentleman winked at me and I pulled up his profile, I read nothing except for his height. It said six, five, and okay. I had one thought, which was, I can wear heels. All right. And there we that that was it. I was sold. <laughs> you, know, you, you know what I'm trying to get tall women to understand is that they can wear heels with me too. I'm 5'10. I, I have I have like no no hang-ups around uh being with a taller woman. In fact, uh the next one definitely won't be the first. <laughs> you know, it's 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 one of those things. <laughs> I, I certainly dated a lot of short men, but yeah. there there was something when I saw six five, I was just I was really I was excited by that. Yeah. So uh so it's interesting that he 
had many positive qualities. He probably shared some of those on his profile. Uh, but the thing that actually got you to notice was, it was totally oh, artificial. Yeah. Cool, it was I totally can, artificial. Cool. I can, cool. I can wear heels with this one. This is great. I mean, you, I mean, you probably could have worn heels if he was five foot seven, because all you know, because for all you know, he was into that whole thing of dating the really tall woman. I mean, you know, you don't know that either or, but this actually brings us back to a business question is mm-hmm. of all the things that could have gotten you to respond to him of, and, and I imagine you probably had a lot of uh, men uh, pursuing you on eHarmony. And I'm not saying that just to say, hey, I think Donna's hot. I'm saying that because I'm going by statistics of <laughs> ratios of men to women on these sites and the experiences that men have versus what women have. I'm, I'm just I'm citing data and I'm citing uh, I'm citing both anecdotal and and verified testimonials about how all this stuff works but somehow he's the one that jumped out you know but sometimes it's just that little thing yeah and 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 who knows what it could be it could be that you belong to you know that you you, you belong to eo you know entrepreneurs organization or or maybe it's because you went to notre dame it, like, it, like it, it, it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to have any huge meaning but to that one person it's something that they glom onto yeah you know, let's stay with this dating thing for one minute, because there's a story I occasionally allude to in social media conversations, but it's not that often I get to speak with somebody who does the LinkedIn thing for a living. Um, I like to tell people I got picked up on LinkedIn. Did you? Yeah. Uh, here's a story. Uh, I actually connected with this woman. It was actually within approximately the same time frame as you met your husband, like uh, beginning of 2013. This is back when I was still in Pennsylvania. Uh and I connected with her on a site called Meet Me, which used, which like eHarmony used to be really cool. Mm-hmm. And we ended up getting to chatting on there. And uh, and uh, I don't know. I mean, we hadn't even got to the point where we had exchanged last names yet. But I guess I gave enough clues in the data that I that I gave her is that uh, next that next thing you know, I get a message from her on Meet Me after we've been chatting for a few weeks, and she said, um, "I just thought you should know. I found three typos on your LinkedIn profile." <laughs> and she a proofreader uh, and for and uh now see some folks might say oh creeper stalker and all that but i was of a different mind frame thinking she likes wow me. <laughs> yeah she wants me yeah uh, and <laughs> yeah but I, I was actually impressed that she figured it out so my first question was is what did I give you that enabled you to find me on LinkedIn? We were nowhere near that stage. But she knew your last name, right? Which, which, which we had not exchanged last names. Oh. In fact, we were in fact we were at the point where she hadn't even given me the correct spelling of her first name because she didn't trust me enough to have that. Oh, not, not trust me as a person individual, but uh, you know, she was just naturally, as many people are, leery of giving out too much information at first. So <laughs> yeah, so I can tell so as leery as she was, yeah. She yeah, still so I, sought you out. <laughs> yeah, so I so I can so I can tell you her name's definitely Amy, but she was spelling it differently in our in our meet me conversations than she actually spells it in real life. So uh so after she told me what I had revealed that led her to put two and two together, uh she said, Okay, can I send you a connection request? Like, okay. <laughs> and uh then I found out how she really spelled her name, and then we had a couple laughs about that one. And now, then after we, the first date, did she give you a recommendation? 
Okay, we're we're, we're getting there. I actually Any endorsements? Only, yeah, I actually, I actually, I actually only went out with her the one time. Uh, uh, it was a combination of I was getting ready to leave the state, uh, and just you know, sometimes you meet somebody and it goes really well, but circumstances just don't play the way they should. I mean, yeah. I'm still I'm, I'm still in touch with her every once in a while, uh, but uh, but as far as a, a dating thing, it didn't work out. Although that one date went. Uh, it was one. Of, it was one of the really, really good ones. It stands out in my mind. Let's just leave it at that. And uh, and I asked her what brought her to the point where she agreed to travel an hour and a half to meet me for a date. And she said, "Well, yeah, I, I chatted with you on Meet Me and a lot of other guys on Meet Me, and then I saw your your LinkedIn profile. And aside from the typos, I don't know what it was, but something about your profile said you have to meet this man." Hmm. she couldn't tell me what it was but something about that profile said to her you have to meet this man it's 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 sort of that magic ingredient the secret ingredient who even knows what it is yeah so here we go so here we go between you looking at the man who became your husband's eHarmony profile after he Mm -hmm. winked at you which means he looked at you and saw something too, enough to wink. Uh, maybe yeah. not enough to know what to say, but enough to wink just to get the, the the connection going. So I think this actually makes a great analogy. I don't, I mean, it's between you and him and it's none of my business, but I'm going to tell you what it looks like from the outside. Sure. He saw you, he thought you were beautiful inside and out. He didn't know exactly what to say. He didn't want to be yet another guy coming at you with another a uh, contrived conversation or pickup line or another, you know, thirsty dude looking to get some. So he thought, I'll wink at her just to, mm. just to let her know I'm here, just to get her attention. And you looked at him. He said, okay, all right, blah, 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 blah. Six foot four. Okay, all right, I'll respond. Yeah. Well, so, you know between, what? so between the two of you, there was this... a little something. And this is where we bring it back to businesses. How do we create those little somethings to get us to jump out? And say yes, we got to connect with that other person. Well, here's here's the. I think one, it's being open. It's it's giving, right? Giving yeah. of yourself. Uh, I think when you when you really hold back, that's what's going to prevent those little happy, you know, secret ingredients. But but let's go another step, which is we don't have on LinkedIn. We don't have that ability to wink. We don't have that. Right. And so, you know, if you want to really be strategic, make sure in that profile, you provide some conversation starters to make it easy for that person who is going to reach out, not in a dating sense, but in a business sense. And and you can do that through the featured section. You can upload uh, accomplishments. You can upload photographs, videos, things, you know, maybe, maybe you love Tony Robbins, you know, you put a video of Tony Robbins up there, Uh Um, but, but you give people those hooks those things that they can grab onto. And when they do send you that request to connect or a follow-up message, you know, after, or maybe even when they're asking, Hey, would you like to be on my podcast? There's, there's something very natural and something very easy to say, Hey, I see that you love Tony Robbins. I, you know, I'd love to, you know, I've always wanted to unleash the giant from within or whatever. It might uh-huh. be. But, but you give them those little conversation starters. You give them some Easter eggs. Yeah. And I, I so- think that's helpful. Yeah. So like me, a lot of our listeners are looking at what do we do with our LinkedIn conversations now? Because candidly, I don't really know 
what to post? And I think you might have just sort of answered that question is look for things you can put out there that become conversation starters. Uh, a little mm -hmm. bit about yourself, because I mean, on Facebook, aside from within my groups, the ones I own and the ones I belong to, I don't really talk business there because I found that algorithmically it doesn't work. But it's weird that I end up getting business when I talk about my cats. Well, you know, I, I will say this. If you visit my website, the LinkedIn-makeover.com, yeah. you go to free resources. If a person does want to post on LinkedIn, I'm not talking about the profile piece, but just posting and they just don't know what to post. I have a LinkedIn post idea generator. And every every day I give three ideas of things to kind of, you know, prompt you to, you know, to get you thinking of something that happened in your life that you can post about. Yeah. On LinkedIn. And and sometimes you just need that. You just need that little prompt, that little nudge, that little idea to get you going. But, you know, now with, you know, ChatGPT and BARD and all of these other, you know, AI, um, you know, machines out there and generators out there, the way you're going to be able to, to separate yourself from that computerized generated output is to put yourself in there. To, to yeah. tell your stories. That's what's going to really be the differentiator moving forward. Yeah. 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 And, you know, uh, I, I, I know I'm going to end up writing an article for myself about how, how I linked up on LinkedIn. Um, but there's something that just came back to me for some reason while you were explaining all this about the conversational starters, the relationship pieces. And I think circling back fits here. Remember when I, I said that I was a little bit surprised when this woman I was chatting with on Meet Me said, Hey, I noticed there were three connections on your three typos on your LinkedIn profile. Mm -hmm. And uh, my response was not, oh, who is this crazy stalker? And is she going to boil a rabbit in my kitchen next? It was more like being impressed and curious, like, what did, what did I give away that enabled her to figure out? We weren't even at the exchange last name stage yet. Yeah. Uh, well, so, but, 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 but other folks might have gotten the same approach from her or vice versa and said, what are you doing looking me up? Yeah, because you never I, know. Because, because I've gotten both responses from women in those situations. In some cases, uh, the woman was dazzled that, oh, my God, you found my, you found my Insta. That is so cool. And then I also, um, then uh, and then I also got one that, uh, that it, this was after I'd actually been going out with her, believe it or not. I said, you know, I'm not on TikTok yet, but when I am on TikTok, I'll follow you. And she said, you looked at my TikTok? And I said, yeah, because you told me, I didn't say you could look at my, okay. So what, well, that's, so the that's, difference that's, is. That's the universe giving you a sign. Exactly. Well, I, I, get, I get that too. So what I want to do is I want to look at any, anything that you can see from the LinkedIn side of this of, I just used the example of the same thing could either be creepy or alluring depending on the source. And how do we and how do we make it more alluring to our recipients? Sometimes it's it's not how do I how do I fit into everybody's, you know, yeah. jar of goodness. It's it's recognizing that not everyone is going to love you. Not uh -huh. everyone is going to resonate yeah. to your vibes. And that's okay. Yep. In fact, I, I think it's in some ways, I do want people to get turned off because they're not the people that I want to be working with. Yeah. If you don't like this, if you think this is weird and creepy and strange, 
guess what? We, we really don't have anything in common and there's nothing of value that I can, I can give to you. So yeah. find someone else that you resonate to. Yeah. And I might think yep. that person's kind of weird and creepy and weird, but heck it's, it's, it works for them. I thought, yeah, I thought it was kind of interesting after she had told me six weeks earlier that uh, she was on TikTok because she liked to watch Family Guy shorts, uh, that all of a sudden she's wondering how I knew she was on TikTok. It's like, uh, just to fill it, just to fill in the gap on that, that was the last time she ever heard from me. Because at that point I realized, no, there, there's, there, the, the, there, there's a complete misalignment here. If we had been building, if we had been building a bridge from the opposite piers, it was definitely not meeting in the middle of the river on this yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think you could chalk that one up to just luck. Yeah, yeah. I, I, th- I think, I think I got lucky when you think yeah. about it. It's on, on the back end, but yeah. Uh, and what I love about what we're sharing today is, again, as I said, we're looking to, yeah, we're attract and repel. And I'm happy to repel some people because it saves me time, uh, and it saves yes. them time, and it saves them time too. You know what I love to say, Donna? I love to say that every time I say no, I create somebody else's yes. Oh, I like that. Yeah, there. So let's say, for example, you have that you have that prospect that uh, that you had a conversation with, and you just know there's no way you're going to do business with them for whatever reason. We don't even have to get into that. You say, "Sorry, I can't help you." You know, there's somebody out there right now who would who would give a pint of blood just to get yeah. a sit down with that person you're turning away. Yeah. You could you you could create somebody else's yes, and you could be the catalyst to uniting a synergy that could change lives. And it also allows you to find a better partner, someone yeah. who is in much, you know, a much better commonality, much better match, much better partnership for yourself. You know, if you did take someone that, that it doesn't mesh that, that, that then says, you know, no to someone who could potentially be the better match. So it's, it's, I think it's important. I, I think it's important to recognize that you can't be all things to everybody. Yeah. You just can't. And it's and, okay. Yeah. So uh final question here is, uh, and I love this. I, I do encourage people to go to your website and check out those LinkedIn conversation starters. I'm going to do it because I'm a little stumped in that area and uh, I need to do more because I, I need to attract more people to follow me and and you know check me out from a distance and then eventually be in the front row seat at my concert and wave <laughs> their hand really, really high saying, I'm your biggest fan. I'm that's your what, biggest fan. That's what this, we want. Fist bump me. Fist bump me. That's what I want. Uh <laughs> What are, I'm gonna what? I'm gonna send you my ebook. I've got um I've got a entire 12 months of post prompts. I'm gonna send that to you. Oh, thank you, thank you. So uh, so my final question is is uh, aside from doing that, well, you know, just what are some best practices in terms of what we're doing on LinkedIn right now and content generation and such to help facilitate more of attracting those fans who will eventually raise their hand? Consistent posting. Okay. Consistent posting is is important. I I don't want people to think that they have to post every day. Right. Cer- there are certain there are certain thought leaders that that will that should, but most average everyday users of link, the LinkedIn platform do not need to be worried about that. They do not need to be posting every day, but but they Thank should God. be posting at least you know once a week, once every two weeks, and 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 consistently. Right. I can swing not- that. Yeah, it's doable. It's totally doable. When you're not posting, 
think in terms of engaging with others. And so don't just, don't just post once and then be done with it. You know, you know, those days that you're not get on and scroll and see what other people are talking about and, and jump. Don't, don't like anymore. Stop liking everybody. Stop yeah. liking and instead comment and, and leave a genuine comment. In fact, comment in a manner where it's almost like a post in itself. Maybe you reflect back to something that you learned or advice that you can give or value that you've, you've, you've received and, and you're giving back in that comment and, and make certain that it, it reflects what that person had originally posted. So it, it shouldn't be misaligned. They, it, they should, you know, they should make sense. It should build upon what that person has posted. Um, you know, so so do that with with regularity and frequency as well. Don't look at it as this is a pulpit. Look at it as this is a conversation pit. I love it. I I, I love it. And uh, the other thing I heard is that, uh, and this is also something that I tell people: don't just focus on getting people to come to your profile and comment on your stuff. Go to theirs. Yeah. And and share. And we covered this earlier. Uh, if you can't friend request them, if you can't connection request them, or even if you don't feel like you yourself are ready for that, go ahead and follow them. You'll still still get in the news feed and you can still interact with them. And I, I can tell you candidly, I mean, I have people that I know follow me on both the platforms, LinkedIn and Facebook. And I'm pretty sure that they're not actually my friends or connections, but I don't I don't bifurcate when I decide who to respond to. I try to respond to everybody actually. Yeah. So I think LinkedIn is a, is a good, a good tool for your yeah. audience's uh, tool built. All right. So we are at the top of our time here. And uh, I know that we have um, an invitation you have for us. Uh, and this is a resource page that has everything that our listeners need to optimize your profile and leverage LinkedIn. So I'm going to say this out loud, but you can come to our website, look at the notes beneath the show here, and it's at www.linkedin-makeover, so linkedin-makeover.com forward slash LinkedIn-resources. LinkedIn-makeover.com forward slash LinkedIn-resources. Great use of uh, key phrases and hyphens for search engine optimization. And Thank there you. are a bunch of fantastic resources here. And, uh, and I, I mean, it, it, everything that, uh, everything that was mentioned here, including the LinkedIn headline generator that Donna referred to earlier, uh, is, is here as well. So there are so many great things that you can look at here. I believe as of right now, there are eight or nine, but there will probably be more as you go along. So check out that link and also be sure to engage with Donna. And if you want, uh, and if you uh, would like to do a lot more with LinkedIn and are looking for a sensei on your guide, uh, just tell Donna that you heard about, you heard about her on the business creators radio show. She'll, uh, she'll laugh knowingly. I, and I, I will welcome with open arms. All right. (laughs) All right. So, uh, so uh, it, for everybody uh, and for you, Donna Sudula, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been an honor and believe me in education. Adam, I look forward to seeing you again in another eight years. Absolutely. I'll be here. We trust you enjoyed today's episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. Check out our previous and upcoming episodes on our website at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. While you're there, be sure to subscribe via your favorite network so you get fresh episodes delivered straight to you. Until next time, have a great day. Take care.